You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and also not pictured in the Mavs 2017-2018 yearbook, Isaac Harris. What you got for me? All right, so I didn't even know we had a yearbook this past year. So oh, if did you? you? <laughs> so <laughs> if you have a yearbook, reach out. And if you could find us in the yearbook, that's a challenge. Try to find us in the yearbook, Nick or myself. I just skimmed through it briefly as we were having some technical difficulties, and I didn't see us, but we were there a lot. So, <laughs> Nick, I was going to challenge them, and knowing that we weren't in there, somebody I'm, would look through every. I'm day. not saying we're not. I'm just saying I did not see us in my brief skim as we were trying to figure things out. Huh. Okay. That's what makes it a. That's what makes it a challenge. One person couldn't do it, and then you step up to the challenge. That's what it is. Somebody will DM us a, a screenshot uh, or a picture of. <laughs> one of our faces in the background that that would be wild that would be crazy <laughs> that would be wild that would be really weird and creepy but not as creepy as those people that are like that dm you or like send you a tweet that says i see you <laughs> so you guys see you are you here <laughs> yeah <laughs> which no, i actually I, like I, when people reach out and say are you here that's cool i do, do i do yeah if you go to a game and you're like hey you listen to a podcast all the time because we did get to see multiple people last year yeah, that was cool cool but I do not like when you send a picture of me from very far away. <laughs> kind of creepy. Yeah, I feel like I should be I, scared for my life. I think I see you. I got a I got a Snapchat last year from somebody like is obviously a friend of mine, but I hadn't talked to him in a while, and he had sent me a Snapchat from like this second deck, and it was like me like standing on the court. It was like <laughs> me circled on his screen. And I'm like, yes. what the heck? And I remember you showing me that. Oh. It's like that was freaky. But it was funny. It was freaky. And what else is freaky is Mo Bamba nailing and drilling threes. We are going to get to a whole bunch of draft stuff today. It's just like a draft, like grab bag kind of deal. We are going to be talking about uh, Mo Bamba and his workout videos. We know a lot of these workout videos are coming. Isaac, is it peak workout video season right now? Oh, 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 is it? <laughs> is it peak workout season? The, or, yeah, this these videos are my favorite, okay? But but I don't think you should completely discredit it because the Bomba one, we'll talk about in a second, it got a lot of flack because of who he's going against. But still, it it's fun. It they're fun. They're fun for each player. I can't wait for Aiton's because I feel like nobody's seen Aiton for a while. I can't for, wait for Aiton to post one of himself because he we know he will. <laughs> I and, was gonna say he's been posting highlight videos of himself since he was born. Yeah, so uh, so I can't wait for his and his. He's gonna be like bench pressing or something, and everybody's gonna be just back in love again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Doncic is he's going through a uh, a situation right now. They're gonna be in the Euro Finals towards the uh, during the draft. The same sort of thing that happened to uh, Nilakina last year. And so I'm sure there's gonna be videos of him, and the highlights will be pouring in. So if you all of a sudden see people start getting really high on Doncic, that's why. <laughs> They're already really high on him. Also, about posting your own uh, pictures or highlights of yourself on Twitter, 
So Salah has been on this kick over so this past good. Like, <laughs> month. And I was semi being like sarcastic on Twitter today. And I was like, I quote tweeted his latest one because his latest one he posted is like him in front of like the Rocky Mountains or some like yeah. <laughs> mountain, the Himalayas. Like, like it's, it's like it's something really funny. But anyway, he posted and I like quote tweeted it. I was like, man, I'm, I've really been enjoying these highlights, edits, or whatever. And you can see Salah's reply back was like, hey, I'll g- I can get one done of you, but it's not going to look as good. And it has to have. <laughs> I did not see and that. That's so funny. And he said, but it has to have hashtag the Mej on it. <laughs> Locked into the Dallas Mavericks. You guys, you guys don't know what kind of access you are getting with this podcast. You guys take this podcast for granted. <laughs> Speaking of that, not to go down these other roads. Oh, no. I, I've been kind of entertaining getting on Reddit and that whole life. For like you know, a year. I know. I've went back and forth forever. <laughs> Since we started so this podcast. I get on Reddit the other day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna check out. I'm going to check it out. The Mavericks page. <laughs> so I'm like seeing it. You know, I'm still kind of confused how it works. But I'm clicking on some, whatever. And I go like a page or something in. And I see one about our podcast. Or somebody had mentioned something about it. I'm like, oh, cool. And I read like, uh, or no, it wasn't about our podcast. It was about another good podcast. Another Mavericks podcast, which is, you know, they're good. And they... <laughs> One of the one of the comments on it was, "This is great. It's nice hearing an all Mavericks podcast. Unlike people that is takes like fifteen minutes to get into actual basketball talk." And somebody else was like, "Shout out to Nick and Isaac." And I'm like, "No, whoa, whoa, <laughs> gonna come at us now." Okay, okay, wow. So anyway, shots fired. All I have to say to that is, if you podcast daily about a team that wins twenty four games. <laughs> You're going to spend the first 10 to 15 minutes talking about whatever raccoons. in the world. Talking raccoons, about raccoons and your dogs. Whatever it is. And <laughs> but we also kind of strategically do it too because we don't want just to be um, a, a Twitter picture or somebody you just see online. Like I want you to know about my life. I want you – I talk. we talk about our wives. We, I talk about things that I enjoy to do, whatever. I want you to – even though I don't get to meet all of you, I want you to at least know – something about me or get a sense of who i am personally so if you don't like it you can fast forward like 10 minutes in every time not 10 minutes i mean it's not 10 we spend like what four minutes sometimes also most of the beginning we joke about basketball stuff anyway yeah it's very seldom do we unless it's the off season last off season we were talking about raccoons and different crap (laughs) uh i have a dog story today a dog park story today that i kind of want to make it like I kind of want to make it an analogy, so I won't ruin it right now. But it, there was a there was an explosive event at a dog park today. Ooh, okay. So, uh, but what else we are getting to? By the way, we still we're still in the rundown. So whoever just said that on Reddit is probably right. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna be talking about uh, the workout videos that are coming out. We're gonna be talking about Doncic not working out for teams. We're also gonna be talking about the Phoenix Suns coach Igor Kokoskov and trying to figure out if that has anything to do with with Luca and. Could Phoenix try to move up? All that kind of stuff. We're going to be exploring that. Big Mavs draft uh, grab bag. Uh, that's what we're going to be getting to today. So here we go. Let's get right into it. Um, but before we do that, Isaac, let's take a quick break. Yes. Let's take a break. And uh, and now let's talk about the uh, the Mavs gaming. I wanted to get into this real quick. Just uh, I know you and I were probably the only people in DFW in uh, in Mavs media that watched these games, I think, or at least watched all of them. Like I think we were the only ones. And, uh, 
it was interesting. Like it was my first time really like diving in and, and watching the uh, the NBA 2K League, watching you know these guys play. It was the opening tournament. The uh, the Mavs ended up getting into the tournament. They they won this. They had this dominant game. Uh, it was an interesting road getting there. They dominated their first game. Then their second game, they were down like twenty or or no, they, they lost the second game. Uh, and then their third game, they were down like twenty something. And they came all the way back and won by like ten. Like they just it was this dominating comeback, and then they went. Up, they end up going into the the tournament and they lose in the first. They lose in the first round to the team that end up winning the Seventy Sixers. And uh, it was interesting. It was, it was it was fascinating to to watch. There's a different wrinkle with it because you're not only just watching players and watching you know trying to figure out what the players are good at. You're thinking about also the humans behind the players. Like there, it's just a different level to like watching a game instead of just like watching basketball as it is. Yeah, I mean, it's. I try to. to I want to make it appealing some. I, I know, I realize it's not for everybody. I get it. Yeah, that. we're not going to talk about but, it too much. We're talking about like a minute or so. Yeah, well, I mean, like we'll do updates and stuff. That is part of my new role with the Dallas Mavericks and like writing. I'm still covering the actual team, but. The I'm official like, Mavs <laughs> Gaming Beat Writer, Isaac <laughs> Harris. I am like the point person for Mavs.com at Mavs Gaming. So a lot of my writing coming up will be on that. But no, I mean, like the games are, you know, they're like 45 minutes to yeah. an hour. If I that. They that. go by super quick. You can watch it on your phone. And like, I don't know. It's just, they talk a lot of trash, which I thought I found yes. really entertaining. And so it it's just a different dynamic. It's during the off season. So it's like, what else you got to do? It's just, it's a, you know, next this coming week they start the regular season so it's, it felt like there was a lot of crap going on this past weekend and there was but like from here on out there's just going to be one game a week so it's just it's a different thing Mavs are it's a big business and it's a lot of money so that's why you see a lot of people especially in the Mavs you've seen Cynthia Marshall you've seen different people tweeting and stuff about it because Cuban. it is part of the franchise like that is it's part of it so so yeah, and we got the number one pick in dimes, and he's you know awesome player, he's fun. So anyway, I I just say give it a shot, at least see you know what what's going on with it. It's it's fun fodder for the off season, I think at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fun. Yeah. It, it, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the little wrinkles, trying to figure out what guys' archetypes are, and if you know when they can change them, what would be the best for them. Trying to figure out different offenses that they can play. Uh, in a weird way, it's a little bit more pure basketball because it, like you, they all the off the court stuff you can't really do <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it's literally just like x's and o's and trying to figure out who's better than who and execution and stuff like that um with the actual game another thing i, I wish and we'll move on after i say this i i've been on this for a long time i wish that like now with the g league and with the east and with the uh you know nba 2k league and with the wnba i wish they would just combine those like all together so like the mavs were the main organization and then like all these other teams were affiliates so like we know the g league team the legends are we know this mavs gaming team is i wish they would incorporate the wnba teams too as like affiliates so it'd be like the dallas mavericks like the like I don't know. You you wouldn't go to like Lady Mavericks. That'd be stupid. But like (laughs) the Dallas Wings would have like all the same color schemes of the of the Mavericks and be like totally affiliated with them, and they would just all be like this one family, like together. You know what I mean? Like I I wish that they would do that. That's pretty cool. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Dallas Wings also start this weekend. I will mention them briefly several times on this podcast because I'm excited for this season. It's gonna be fun. All right. 
Now let's talk about some actual. Uh, did we go? Did we? Do we do the ten minutes before we got to what we were talking about? Yeah, we did. We did eleven. No, we we talked about real stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Igor Koskov, who is a Serbian coach, he's been around the NBA a lot. He coached for. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Pistons. I know he coached for the Spurs. Assistant, like he was assistant coach, uh, and most recently he's currently on the uh, Utah Jazz um, squad right now coaching with uh, Quinn Snyder, and he got hired as the Phoenix Suns head coach. I thought it was a pretty good hire for them. Uh, interesting, different. He's the first European-born coach to be hired uh, for an NBA team, and so interesting to see what he brings to this team. It's a team that has had some really bad, I mean, really, really bad coaching recently, and um, and the most interesting thing is that he was Luka Doncic's coach, and he has a good connection with him. Some people, I read somewhere that he's called the guard whisperer. Like everywhere he goes, guards do really well or improve or do things. Like it's it's very interesting uh, to think about it like that. But what do you think this has to do with Doncic at all, or does it? I, I think it has. We've we've touched on this a little bit before, but. I think it makes it almost up for certain that if you want Luca, you have to land a pick on lottery night before Phoenix. And it's just one of those things where like he's coached him. He's one with him. He knows how to use him, everything with that Phoenix. I mean, they obviously know that. So I think that's almost a, a guarantee that if he's on the board, when Phoenix picks, like how can you pass him up? How can your, your national coach that, has won with you and can use you the best, how is he going to pass him up? Like that, and why is a franchise, you know, there's just a lot of whys with that. So I think that's a for certain. I think the other questions is this, is will will Lucas can't push for it? And you're like, well, what, yeah. how, how can he push for it? Like, that's the thing. Like, when you take a player coming over, especially that high, you read all the stories about, comfortability and stuff like that you read the stories about Dirk's first days in Dallas and just the transition and English and everything now I know Luca knows English and stuff but like it's it's going to be a big transition for him coming you, over to the states and what you like know what was, would, you know what was really big about that and sorry to interrupt you is that the yeah. uh the Texas Rangers it was this was huge for uh Shohei Otani when they were um, when they were courting him this summer, as well as the Angels and the Mariners and the Yankees and all the all these other teams, is that he was super big. He had the he even came out with this list. Now I, I've never seen like a free agent in the NBA come out with a a list like this because most of them get drafted. Where in where in uh, baseball you can like sign them as free agents, but he came out with this list of things that he wanted teams to show to him, to to show him, pun intended during like their meetings where it was like, how will you help me get acclimated? How will you help me get, you know, uh, set up in your city? How have you done this before? How, how have you integrated other, you know, people from my country into your teams before? It was just, it was very interesting how detailed he got in this list and having that be a big worry, like a big worry that he he'll get acclimated or the, the team is ready and prepared for this. Uh, and the Rangers use their big, their big push was we did this before with you Darvish and we have shown that, you know, this is what we did with you Darvish and, and the Rangers were second uh, among everybody, all reports and everything for getting Shohei Otani. He ended up going to the angels. Uh, but I just it thought that that mattered because like guys really do care about all this stuff and, and Luca could definitely make a push for somebody. Yeah. And if you're, if you're Luca in his camp and you're saying, okay, if we're going to be a top three pick, what's if you're looking at the places and what would be an ideal fit, man, I mean, 
How much of a comfort can you get going to a coach that has coached you before? Yeah. You know, everything with that. So I, yeah, that's my thing is will Lucas camp push for that? And there's so many different subtle, like small ways a prospect can push for that. And the other question is, will Phoenix do whatever it takes to get Luca? So if Phoenix lands at two, if they land at three, they can, the furthest they can land is four, but that would that would be crazy if they get passed up three times. So let's just say yeah. they land at two or three. What do they have to move up to one? And my question for you is if Dallas lands the top pick and Phoenix lands at two, or let's just say two, what would you take from Phoenix for them to jump you for Luka, for you to move back to get Aiden or Bamba or Bagu? Well, you first, you first ask for uh, Devin Booker. And then you get laughed at, and then, yeah. uh, then so, you try. So, so you negotiate with me, and I'll tell you no. So, haha, no, you're not getting Booker. <laughs> I'm not getting Devin Booker. Um, I probably ask then for your first next year. Do, does Phoenix own okay. their first next year? Yeah, I should have looked that up. Um, I, I can't. They probably do, but uh, then it probably goes something with Josh Jackson. See, that's that's the sticking point. I think that they push everything that they can possibly do without giving up Josh Jackson. Because I think that you eventually got to give up. You got to give up something. Yeah, but like I, I think like the, yeah, that's true. Would you give up Josh Jackson? Would you just give up Josh Jackson and the number two pick straight up for Luca? That's you know, they they do on their pick for next year. I think I would do that if I was the Mavericks for sure. <laughs> they they also own Mo, That's two uh, Milwaukee's. They also own Milwaukee's first round pick next year. As long as it fall, as long as Milwaukee makes the playoffs, basically, which they probably will. So uh, yeah, so you, you you get Phoenix's next year and Jackson. That's probably where I would start with Booker, and then I would go all right Jackson, and then see where you go. But the idea of Booker, Jackson, and Doncic as your like wings, potentially as like your guards and wings, that it, yeah. I mean that is really nice. That's what. So okay, so they own Miami's 16th pick this year. So if Phoenix said if they're at two and you're at one, Dallas at one, would you take their 2019 first unprotected and the 16th pick? And the second pick for one. So you're moving you're moving down one spot. And getting Phoenix's unprotected pick next year and the sixteenth pick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely I would do that. I, I just think it's it's close enough. And I think yeah. that if if a team's gonna give you that, like that's in the NFL essentially giving you like a first and like a second round pick. <laughs> because it's still yeah. tech it's still barely in the lottery. Would you do the exact same thing if it's three? If they're sitting at three. That's so hard best- that's harder. So I think I would. Saying, I think I would like, still do that because I think Phoenix is still going to be bad next year. I think I would do it too because then you're still the you you still get Aiton Bamba or Bagley, pretty much Aiton or Bamba probably. Can you trade picks for picks? I, I think you can, but trade pick for picks? Yeah, yeah just straight yeah. up with no yeah, players so, or anything. Yes, yeah, so I think that I, I don't know if Phoenix would do unprotected. So then you just get into the protections. Like, would you take, you know, would the top five, um, you know, protected pick for next year for Phoenix? No, all no, no, no protections. It's got to be no protections. Yeah, if they want Luca that bad. So yeah, that's and, that's and, my and thing. That's part of it is too is that that they would get desperate enough to want 
Luca that much that they're going to be like, all right, no holds bar, like all these assets, go for it. And I think that they should do that. I mean, cash in, like cash in some of your some of your stuff, especially while you still have like these random contracts and weird stuff that you need to get out of the you know you need to get out of the way. And uh, and get, Heck yeah, and, get and your young core. Yeah, and then you still you can still go after a point guard. Like you still get you know you get Luca Booker and Jackson in that scenario, and you know you probably interchange Jackson and book you know and um and Luca at the three and four. Then you still you can bring back Alfred Payton, whatever if you want. You could chase somebody like a Terry Rozier or something. You still got Bender. You could dangle in some trades. You still got T.J. Warren. You could put in a trade or something. I bet I bet some people would trade for Marquise Chris too. Like it, it, I don't uh, know if it would, I don't him. know if it would get you too much, but somebody would at least take him because somebody took a flyer on Okafor and like yeah. Chris isn't as broken as Okafor was. Yeah, so like they have pieces right then, right there, to where they could flip to try to get a point guard and and all that stuff. They'll still have cap space this summer, and for Phoenix to say to go to some of these bigs or a point guard and say, my, another thing to throw in there is, what if they put out, push all their chips in and say, let's just build the Serbian team and they chase Dragic, like they what should. If they chase, what if they fun. chase a trade for him? I mean, and then say, hey, let's pair it together: Goran, Luca, Booker, Josh Jackson. Like, bring Dragic back to Phoenix and put this whole system back together, you know, in Phoenix with Igor and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, the the hire for Phoenix is huge when it comes to evaluating, like, or mock drafts and trying to figure out where Luka goes because every mock draft should have him there. I can't I – just, I just can't see them hiring is, a guy like which that. Which is such a big turn because everybody thought they were going to go for Aiton because he, the Arizona connection and he was like Booker and me could be the next Kobe and Shaq and all this stuff and like now exactly. it's just kind of completely changed. It's really interesting. So uh let's talk about now Doncic not working out for teams cuz I think this is another way that he can make a push for another team, but let's do that in just one second. So Doncic has is come out said he's not going to be working out with teams. That's probably did he, did he say specifically that it's because they're still going through Euroleague and they're doing the finals and all that. Yeah, he's going to be in the final four. It's so going to be playing. similar to Nilakina. So yeah, I mean, I don't think it's. I mean, it's not like he's just like screw that. I'm not going to do it. He's still he he has a reason, but and I think that I, I you can correct me if I'm wrong or somebody else can. That I'm pretty sure that they are welcoming teams to come over to him to like watch him go through a practice or something over there that they're welcoming that, but it's just, they're not going to come here and work out for teams. And my only question is who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't give a crap. Like I saw a different, I saw some like draft. I wish you could see my quotation marks right now. Experts <laughs> or <laughs> experts or uh, Twitter <laughs> accounts, whatever. That was just like, Hey, like uh, they think Luca's gonna drop because of this. Like, I, no. no, like Luca's Luca's a top three pick. He's not gonna drop because he won't work out. People have seen this kid play forever. They've been watching him play. This, he, they're gonna be watching him play in the Euro League Final Four. <laughs> like, no, this is such no. a dumb thing. It's such a dumb draft narrative, and it it, go, it happens because people talk about the draft way too much, and there's just so much space. Like the NBA and the NFL, we saw this so much in the NFL this year where they space out. You know, the end of the season to the draft, like there's just so much space, and the teams that aren't involved in the playoffs, all their fans and stuff can talk about, and all their, you know, uh, media people can talk about is the draft, which is the <laughs> the uh, vice grip that we're stuck in right now. And there's this thing that like all these 
sort of external issues push guys down draft boards so quickly. You know, like we see Josh Rosen. Those tweets come out where he's like 14 years old and he's saying the N-word, like quoting a song and stuff. And people are like, oh, oh yeah, the Josh, Josh Allen. That, oh, yeah, well, I thought Josh Rosen had some too. Like oh, they gosh, both did. Know. Yeah, that, that yeah tweet, I'm pretty... old t- old tweets drive me insane. Man. Like, <laughs> that stuff just drives me nuts when people are pulling out tweets from like 15 years ago. Like that's wild. But like at this point, how much more are you gonna learn about guys like this? Like there, like there are people that work for these organizations that have studied these guys for years. You know, like I'm, I wonder when. I think if the if the Mavs do get Doncic, I feel like one question I'm going to ask on draft night is: At what point was did Doncic get on your radar? Like, when did you guys first like? When was know, the first time you watched him in person? Yeah, that's a good question. Or when did you just realize you like you knew who he was and that he could be special? Uh, I mean, Salah told us that he was playing he was playing in with with him when he was like 15. Guys, <laughs> Sal- Salah has some wild stories about luca so it was off the record be sad if he's gone after yeah yeah we can't share them but but yeah salah has some good stories about luca yeah all good all good about luca though yeah so and and that's the thing like who like if you are in if you're in this top three to five you've already sent your people over there like ryan mcdonough the gm for the suns like there's been pictures of him on twitter at multiple luca Doncic games okay so like He's already got his taste of Luca. These other people that have traveled, like they've had scouts watching this dude for a while. So especially in your top five, like any of those teams to there, they have been over there. They have talked to his camp. They have watched him play. They have been doing their background and everything. So a workout, like and especially in Luca's case, like what would you rather have? A workout in a gym or him going against the you know the top talent over there in the Euro League Final Four? Yeah, I think seriously. that that proves a little bit more than a workout. So, yeah, like, wouldn't you love to see how Michael Porter Jr. would fare right now in a game rather than like when he tried to play in March? You know, giving him those those like two extra months to get yeah. ready and and come back a little bit. I would I would love to see him play like in some real games right now instead of just the combine that we're gonna get from him. Uh, by the way, the combine list came out. Uh, <laughs> I think the only big names that weren't on it were Aiton and Robert Williams. Was there any other names that you didn't see on there? I think that was the biggest ones that stuck out. I mean, he just Giannis's and, brother was on there. Like, <laughs> and a lot of these top guys are on the list. But keep in mind, like, not not a lot of these guys actually play. So they'll go and actually do a lot of the measurements and do a lot of like the like some of, some of them will do just interviews some of them would just do some individual drills but a lot of those top guys they're probably not going to be playing in in the five on five yeah 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 i hope they all do though that'd be fun especially especially to see it all somebody tweeted me too about michael porter jr and how like they can't wait for him to combine listen if you're michael porter jr you stay away from this combine yeah you, you don't do the combine you let the mystery, intrigue, and everything with you right now because that individual workouts can propel a team and like can still get you in the top three or four. You go to the combine and for some reason your measurements are weird and you look kind of slowish or you don't you get outplayed by some of these guys that are really wanting to prove it a little bit more. Man, like that hurts you a lot. So Michael Porter Jr. just needs to stay in his high school gym 
and post some like Twitter videos of him doing windmills or something. <laughs> with uh, yeah, posting some old videos saying that they're new. <laughs> <laughs> so with with Doncic not working out for teams, that's not really a way that he can move or push, make a push for another team. The only real power I think right now at this point that that players have, and we've even seen still in all sports, uh, teams still pick players, even though they don't have this is that if they hold their medicals from somebody, like I think Michael Porter jr, he has a lot of power. Like if he, like the teams that he shares his medicals with, I feel like it's going to be very telling because Dennis did this. Dennis did this last year. Yeah. I mean, Dennis, it was pretty evident. He didn't give uh, the Knicks everything and all that stuff. And we've talked about the Porter stuff before, you know, plenty of times that how much he can control it if Chicago sitting there at five or six or whatever it is or you know he has a team and he's just like there's a couple teams ahead of him like let's say the Kings and he's like I don't want to go to Sacramento <laughs> and he's like I'm not gonna give you my medicals I'm not gonna even though they have their own summer league now I don't want to go there that's pretty crazy but so yeah somebody like him he's gonna have a ton of power of where he goes and and for him something to keep in mind too you might see somebody like Porter Jr. drop to like a nine or ten because he might not like some of these teams in seven at seven or eight. It wouldn't be because of his talent, but like you could I could see a Porter drop into that like eight, nine, ten area, not because of his talent, but because he's told a couple teams to there, I don't want to I don't want to go to you, and they wouldn't give him his medicals. So that that's something his narrative and where he goes on draft night is wild. Like that's the that's one of the top storylines for me. Man, if he could fall to the Sixers. <laughs> that'd be crazy. And he was like perfectly healthy. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Uh, the last thing, let's get to the uh, the Mo Bamba workout video. Um, people people were saying, that okay, so the, the video, I'm going to post it on the uh, the Mavs Moneyball post that I make for this podcast. Uh, it's Jonathan Maroney at Draft Express. And Bamba hits 10 out of 10 threes from the top of the key. It was impressive. It was very impressive. It was, it was impressive. And, I mean, that's the big thing. People, A lot of people have been saying he could be Rudy, Rudy Gobert with a jump shot. And but then you look at the, the three-point percentage this year, and it's like 27% or something like that. And you're like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like, And I've mentioned this a thousand times before. Like, He attempted 51 threes this past year. Like, he And you see him in the gym right there. Like He's he's obviously working on a shot. A story came out about him working with Drew Hanlon. He worked with Joel Embiid. He went up to Philly and worked with him. He is a He's probably one of the smartest players in the entire draft. We've talked about him before. Bamba attended the Sloan Conference the past two years. Like he is, he's super smart. He visited Harvard, just like Wendell Carter Jr. Like he, he is a very, very intellectual. Like <laughs> he visited, like he could have gone there. Not he visited, like, <laughs> like a yeah, big, yeah. like a trip. No, yeah, like he could have <laughs> played there. So it's like he, like I think he's putting the work in. And man, like people, you already heard from draft people. When when I say draft people, like people like top, like Mike Schmitz, all these people, like those people saying like. like Wait till he gets into some of these like workouts and he's just gonna wow some teams and stuff like that. But like the the other videos, him doing these post moves and dunks and stuff, I get it. The dude, it was like a six three white dude that was guarding him. Okay, wow, such shade at me. I know, sorry, <laughs> but that had nothing to do with the video for me. Like I wouldn't even, I didn't even hardly even notice the guy. Like I don't care about what yeah. who he's doing it with. The dude, it, I'm talking about the fluidity of his like movements. 
his footwork, his like fade away, his fadeaway form, and like some of that stuff. That's the stuff that's super impressive. I don't like. You, he, they could have just put a dummy out there, just follow him like that. It didn't have anything to do. So like, I know a lot of people came out as like, "Oh, who cares? He's doing this against sixty white dude." That it didn't <laughs> matter one bit to me. Like about that, it's how comfortable he looked with that stuff. That that's impressive, and that's why we said on the podcast last week. Like that's one of the things that don't don't be surprised if like he might get taken over DeAndre Ayton. Especially Oof. when more private, like these team workouts, get take you know go, get going. Oof. Yeah, the thing about that is, like, look at the teams that are still left in the playoffs. Like, you have Gobert, you have Capella, you know, like the whoever the uh, the Warriors center is. Uh, Horford, I guess, is more of a like an offensive skill, but he's still like a defensive anchor. Like, you, oh my you gosh. need to defend. No, it's just the Horford thing. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You're but fine. Go ahead. <laughs> it frustrates me so much. Look at how elite Horford is playing. Wendell Carter is not that. <laughs> Let's just get that completely out of the way. I he, thought of you and Wendell Carter the whole time during that game. Oh, on, my gosh. Saturday. Like, no, no. Like, <laughs> that, that comparison kills me. It kills me that people tie those two players together. Like, no. But anyway, keep on going. <laughs> Even uh, you look at Embiid, and then uh, yeah, like you look at the bigs that are still left in these playoffs, and a lot of them, they're, like they're rim, they're big rim protectors. Davis, um, like you, you need a guy that can defend the rim, and uh, and if Aiden, if if teams think that Aiden can't really do that that well, and Bamba does at an elite level or can at an elite level, then he could, he, I could see him go ahead. That sounds crazy, but. It could happen. The other thing about the guy that was defending against him in the in shooting threes is that uh, you hope that he gets a wide open three like that. Like that's what you want him to take. Like I was watching the Warriors today, and Draymond Green gets that open three at the top of the key like every single time, all the time. And if he can, if he hits that, which we saw, I think it was the two thousand the, their first finals that they won. Like I think it was two thousand fifteen. Where he hits that and they win the finals, you know. Like if he can hit that over and over again consistently, then they're unstoppable. Like you just can't stop them, even without Durant when they didn't have him then. Like they're just unstoppable. And if you can get your center that is super good defensively to hit threes like that, you are. I mean, that is your leaps and bounds ahead of of other people, especially like with your spacing. And that's you, and one of the reasons why Dirk has been. I mean, so incredibly good is that he's a big yeah, guy in spaces and he pulls out. He pulls that you know rim protector out of the paint. And you don't need him to be a Dirk or a Porzingis, somebody no. that's going to be grabbing the ball and shooting it right in their face, or you know, isoing it out and just launching it or something like that. Hitting you shots just, off balance, moving, and all exactly. That. You just need him to be a threat. You need him to be able to stand there and hit a set, like three. And that's the if Bamba can do that, man, it's going to be uh, it's going to be scary. And he can do that. He can do it at least 10 times in a row, <laughs> which is more than my NBA 2K player can do right now. So, <laughs> Guys, we are eight days away from the NBA draft lottery. Wow, in that's there. wild. We're getting there. Ugh, it's going to be so crazy. Close. We're so close. Uh, we're going to continue to have – we're going to have five podcasts this week. This is, this is one, so technically we're going to have four more. Uh, we're going to have a mailbag tomorrow. Or we're going to have a mailbag for Wednesday's show. So go ahead. Go to at Locked on Mavs. Go to at Nick Van Exit. Go to at Isaac L. Harris. Send us your questions. Could be draft. Could be free agency. All that stuff. Summer mailbag. 
go ahead and send us your questions. We will we will put a prompt there so you can respond to something, or you can just DM us whatever you want. So send it to us. If you can't, if you don't do it on Twitter, you can email me nickangstead at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook. I know some people out there have done that. Shout out to the people that find me on Facebook. Um, no, don't find me on Facebook. I won't accept you. I'm okay. You can find just me on Facebook. Uh, I will say this too. Believe it or not, we have people reach out to us, DM and stuff and say, how can we support you guys? I mean, unless you want to write me a check, but no, <laughs> listen, if you want to support us and you haven't left a rating on iTunes, yeah. go to iTunes, go to Lockdown Mavericks, leave us a rating, all that stuff. That's the best way you can support us. So appreciate the We have, like people a, we have a lot of out. ratings. So a lot of you already have done this. So we really appreciate it. We have, yeah, we a, lot have a lot, of you lot have more stuff. than a lot of random podcasts. So yeah, we appreciate you reaching out, wanting to support, and all that stuff. The last thing I want to do, and it just remi- it just reminded me of this talking about Facebook, is somebody sent me on Facebook. Uh, somebody sent me this Sotnam Shame. We haven't done this in a long time, but our uh, our Sotnam Shame is uh, is uh, is something that we do. It's a segment. I'm reading it. It's just really funny to me. Sotnam Shame is a segment that we do where uh, we find all these bad takes that people have all over the internet, mostly on the Mavs Nation Facebook page. But all these bad takes that people have, bad trade ideas, bad draft takes, and all this stuff. Uh, And this is one that was sent from our guy, RJ, uh, on Facebook. And he found this guy on Facebook that said, I strongly agree. I don't know what it was uh, that this person agreed to, but he said, he is way better than this overhyped DSJ. Doncic can be the Mavs' new franchise player, while DSJ can be his support. Like what? RJ Smith is to LeBron. Or JR Smith is to LeBron. Oh, and compared DSJ to JR to Smith. Smith. And <laughs> said that Dennis is overhyped. That's hilarious. That's so funny. That got me really good the other day. Shout out to you, RJ. Shout out to RJ. Guys, thank it's- you so much for listening to Locked on Maps. And again, send your mailbag questions to us at Locked on Maps, at Nick Van Exit, or at Isaac L. Harris. Peace out. Boom.